Yes, it's Monday. It's time for We Need to Talk About Ghosts. And we have a lovely show for you today. Of course we do. That's what we like to offer. So we're going to listen to all of your amazing ghost stories that you've sent in, as is standard. We have a review of a film that I watched recently. Yes, a paranormal film. And it was surprisingly good. That's all I'll say. And then we would normally take a visit over to Reddit Corner with Becca. But in lieu of that, because she's not available today... We are going to play a short snippet from our latest Patreon episode, so you will still get your Becca fix, but it will be a pre-record, if that makes sense. I hope it does. Just a short little sample of our Patreon, too. All these things and more. Um, don't forget, if you've got a terrifying paranormal story you want to share with the show, send it in to contact at talkaboutghost.com. That's also the email address if you've got any correspondence you want to send over. We get people sending over lovely stuff like, I've seen this in the paper, would you like to read it? And yes, I do. And loads of stuff like that. So if you've got anything spooky or any paranormal news you want to share, please send it on in. We've had a few people asking for updates on the neighbour's cat. Well, she's still very naughty. I am literally, as I talk to you right now, um, the new owner, the new proud owner of a freshly blistered left palm. Ooh, uh, misses, you may say. But this is simply because we she likes to meow at the back door. And we've got a harness for her. So we take her out into the back. And she goes running free around the back garden, albeit very safely on a lead of such. It's like a string. Anyway, through whatever reasons happened, she managed to break free of someone holding the thing and realised and began to dart. So I jumped on this string and put my left palm between the string and the floor, thinking that would stop it. Didn't stop it until the handle hit my palm, which is fine. She was safe, under control. However, the approximately five metres of string burning between my palm and the floor at about 100 mile an hour have left me with a lovely long shape across my palm which is stinging to death, and I now have no... You know you have, like, a pattern on your palm? No, not anymore, I don't. So, yeah, that's fun. So she's lovely, she's naughty, and um, with exception to being responsible for disfiguring my left hand, she's lovely, just lovely. Yes, she is. I'll pet her with the right one in a bit. Okay, now before we go into the show proper, we need to say a big thank you to our newest Patreons. Hooray! We love all of our patrons, of course, but our new ones get a sing-song with their name featured within... When you sign up to Patreon, not only do you support the show, but you get two additional podcasts each and every week. Yes, you do. You get one of a Wednesday or thereabouts, or Thursday or Friday, but it's me rambling. Yes, and trying to make you laugh, or generally just giving you an update on life in general. And then on a Sunday, we try and turn it a bit more paranormal. As I say, you will listen to a section of that later on in Reddit Corner. And how do I join this party of paranormal purveyance, you may well ask? Triple P, you need to head over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. Just like these wonderful new people have. We have Zoe Hinton, Sophie Gantz, Terry Kay, Misty Oaks, Lindsay Colbeck, and H1FD, Greg Provincio, Jamie Powers, Sergio Acabrera, Deborah Wire, and Kim Durham. Now, I don't know what's happened over the last week, but that's a hell of a lot of Patreons. And I don't know whether you've all collectively got together and said, should we all sign up in the same week and give him a real battle for that song he's got to try and write? Honest to God, I'll have to do a rap. I'm not going to do a rap. No one wants to hear that. But thank you so much, guys, for signing up. This album is for you. The guitar's out. Let's go blues. Woo! Zoe Hint and Sophie Gantz. Terry Kay and Misty Oaks There's Lindsay Carlbeck And Anne H1FD 
the proud daughter of Mr. and Mrs. H1FDO. There's Greg Provincio and Jamie Powers, don't you know? We got Sergio A. Cabrera and everywhere. There's Kim Durham, yeah. They've all signed to Patreon, yon, 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 And it's on a seventh, if you know what I mean. Well, thank you to you. Eleven. Eleven. What's going on? Patreon. Just putting the guitar down. If you would like to see me try and battle through a series of names, then go over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. Now that that mini tour is out of the way, shall we see what paranormal review I have in store for you? Yes, we shall. And we should also stop rhyming. Yes, it's paranormal review time, where I review something paranormal so you don't have to. Because why would you review something for yourself? Anyway, this week's paranormal review is a paranormal film. Yes, it is. And I had the pleasure, and it was a pleasure, of watching this last week. Now, it's on the Shudder series of, what do you call it? A network subscription? I don't know. Shudder within the Amazon Prime range, but you can get it apparently now on DVD, and I'm sure it's streaming other places too, but I watched it on Shudder. It is a film, which I heard Brennan talking about on Ghost Story Guys, called Hellbender. Yes. Now, in all honesty, when I first put it on, I didn't like, I mean, it might be our telly. I've touched on this in the past. My dad got us a new telly when we moved in. And according to Brennan, who knows these things, it might have something called filmmaker mode on it, which means like things look a little bit, everything looks a bit amateur. We even watched um, some Will Smith film, Gemini Man or something. And on that, it looked amateur. It looked like it was filmed. It looked like, it looked like an Australian melodrama from the 80s or the 90s. To give it some, give it some credit. It looked like it was from the 90s. Anyway, um, but that was like a multi-billion pound film from Hollywood. So when this started, I was like, oh, it looks dead amateur again. And it is amateur, don't get me wrong. Or should I say it's independent? It's not amateur. So I had to kind of brace myself for that. Um, and for hopefully, I thought, maybe, because I don't know how to work out how to get this setting off on the telly, maybe the story and plot line will, you know, mean that this is irrelevant. And you know what? It did. It was a fantastic film. Um, without spoilers, what's the kind of premise? So it's a mother and daughter witch who live in the woods but in modern day. And they're in a band called Hellbender. And um, and that's all you need to know, really. But it's uh, it's a fantastic film. Quite funny too, and but also very indie. I'm trying to think of an akin film. So if you liked Kick-Ass, um, what Kick-Ass was to the uh, superhero genre of films, Hellbender, to me anyway, in my opinion, is to the paranormal horror realm of films meaning it's very real world, but I think it stands in its own sort of category and it's well worth a watch. It's like an hour and 20 minutes, but it was a fantastic film. One of the best, like, to deal with the topic. There's also loads of, like, great information in there where you're like, is this real? Like, I was doing a lot of Google and afterwards to say, is that like a, a thing that witches do? Is this a, you know, and a lot of it is based on fact. So, um, well, you know, alleged fact of how alleged magical witches would alleged go about their alleged lives in an alleged way. But um, yeah, I would suggest if you've got time on your hands, you could do much worse than fill in that time by watching Hellbender. So it is a very confident two thumbs up for Hellbender. 
Hooray, it's time for my favourite part of the show. That was said with enthusiasm, wasn't it? And I mean it too, because we get now to listen to your true paranormal experiences that you've sent into the show. Hooray. Now, our first one today is coming from Morgan, and it's called My Night on a Graveyard Tour. And she writes, Hello, Kevin. She doesn't put the pause. Hello, Kevin. Hi, Becca. Hi. And the neighbour's cat. Meow. How's your palm? See, that's, um, that was her asking how my blistered palm is. My name is Morgan. Yes, you can use my name. Oh, fucking hell, Kevin. Thank you, Morgan. And I'm from Queensland, Australia. And I may have a story for the podcast. You do have a story for the podcast, Morgan, because I'm reading it out. I've been listening to both We Need to Talk About Ghosts and The Dark Paranormal, as I do believe. And I've been sitting on this for a little bit. Oh, well, I hope it's hatched. Let's see. This is Morgan's story. This story is from about seven years ago when I was around 20. It was for my mum's birthday. She'd wanted to go on a ghost tour in a cemetery, as she'd done a ghost tour in Brisbane jail earlier that year. In brackets, I will keep the jail and cemetery names quiet, but they can be googled easily. Everything was going well earlier that evening when we had dinner and then headed into Brisbane for the ghost tour. Yes, this ghost tour was held at night. Everything started out fine with the guy talking about the different graves and the history of the cemetery. Now, this is where I start to feel a little off. As we walked down a street through this cemetery, my back started to hurt a bit and my stomach started to feel queasy. I'd let my grandma know about this and she asked the guide about it and he said that it was some of the spirits feeding off my energy. As the night wore on, the stories got more and more scary and violent as to what happened to the people beneath our feet and the stories about them before they passed. We reached a peak near a huge white monument and made a circle to call the Angel of Death. To my relief, it didn't work, but we had been told if it did show up that we should not break the circle, as someone had previously done that and it resulted in an accident. After this, we started to head down to a famous boxer's grave, The story goes, if you stare at his grave long enough, his ghost will appear to challenge you to a fight. My little brother volunteered and stood there for a good five to ten minutes, but nothing really happened. My back and stomach was still aching and slowly getting worse. As we got to the end of the tour, we get to a mausoleum for a dog and its owner, the statue that moves. I get an overwhelming feeling that I need to be sick. I told my grandma and slowly slide down the trunk of a big oak tree, but ultimately I made the choice to leave the cemetery grounds. My stomach and back pain instantly left my body as I did so. My grandma and mum tried to convince me to re-enter, but I protested against it and my dad came out with me so I was safe being next to a busy Brisbane street. I have never felt that feeling again, but I don't want to visit that place again to see if it happens again or not. My next couple of stories are quite short. Firstly, when it was exactly one week for my 17th birthday, my small Jack Russell had gotten a paralysis tick and passed away. Shortly after burying him in the backyard, I started to feel the bed dip beside my leg whilst I was in bed. This was at my mum and dad's house. And at first I couldn't figure out if it was my imagination or if something was in the room with me. I finally figured out that it was my dog coming to sleep with me. This next one chills me to the bone. I was travelling with some people down on the south coast of New South Wales and stayed at a state forest that gave me and my female friend the real creeps. 
At this point, we've both spoken to psychics and have been deemed unapproved psychics, as I can read photos and do tarot to some degree, but this freaked us both out. One of the boys went missing, and so my friend, her husband and myself went looking for him. I walked down a track and could hear dogs barking, but there wasn't any houses for kilometres around. But at the time, that didn't click. They found him and all was good for two days. But one night we had come back from a walk and glanced down that track that led into the forest. And we saw a black shadow against the trees. As I type this, my anxiety has skyrocketed and I feel uneasy. No one had come in or out, so we ran for the caravan and held our crystals tightly. I've never been back since. Apparently where I live now, which is a beautiful national park and an old resort, has its fair share of ghosts. I've never had an encounter with one of them, but a friend has, and there's been a couple of comments from guests about taps being turned on when no one was near them. Thank you for reading. I hope you have a lovely day. Oh, well, thank you, Morgan, and thank you for your stories, and reciprocation back to you. I hope you have a lovely day too. But let's address the elephant in the room. What sort of tour guide says, did you enjoy the tour? Yeah. Shall we try and summon the devil? What? What was that? Form a circle to summon the angel of death? And in a graveyard? I mean, this is not a slant on you at all, Morgan, because you've just went along to a tour. But this guy clearly is a bit disrespectful, isn't he? Or she, or they. They might just be like, you know, if they're in a graveyard and they're like, should we, you know, ignore all the dead underneath us? Should we try and summon the angel of death? The angel of death, if it's got any sense, would turn up and go, hello, Mr. Tour Guide, you're fucking coming with me, you absolute arsehole. What a thing to do. And also, and if the angel of death does appear, everyone, don't panic. Don't break the... No. No, if the Grim Reaper arrives and we've summoned him, I'm running away. Very quickly. I'm hopefully... I. Oh, no, I can drive now. I was going to say, hopefully I have my bus pass with me. I don't need that. I can drive. But I drive alone. And if anyone said, let me give me a lift, it's the devil. I'd be like, no, can't do that, I'm afraid. Because um, I panic when people are in the car with me. So you, you just hide behind a rock. Bye. And then crash because I can't drive that well. So yeah, sincerely though, thank you for sending those stories in. I did like the little bit about the dog as well. Now that I'm a pet lover, I mean, I'm still of the opinion that stories like that yeah, they don't freak me out. They're nice, but I don't really like nice stories, you know, in the nicest way. That sounds horrible, doesn't it? I said this to Jerry on Hillbilly Horror Stories when um, I went on his show. I said, you know what? They're lovely and I get it. And we've got a cat now. And if anything happens to her, I want her to come back as a ghost and I would break me heart crying and it would be lovely. But if someone said to me, I've got a ghost story, every part of me is waiting to be, waiting to devour something that's got like, yeah, this horned devil smashed through the walls. I'm like, I've got a, fucking kill you all and when they say like my little dog snoopy i'm like oh for fuck's sake no i'm not interested now but it's still lovely so thank you for adding that bit in and don't forget guys if you've got a ghost story and it can be about a dog or a cat if you want or a lizard you know i don't I, hey you have the pets you want send it in to contact at talkaboutghost.com and what i'll do you see is i'll read it out and someone who sent in a story is the wonderful brianna and they write hey kev hey Becca, her, and of course, the neighbour's cat. I messaged through Instagram a way back at the beginning of the pandemic about Newsham Park Asylum to see if you'd been because it's so close by and I never finished the email I started about my experience. It is close by. It's, uh, it's about a 10 minute drive. Yes. Now that you've moved basically across the street, I knew I had to finally finish my email. 
P.S. I've also attached the stories a double space PDF in case that makes it easier to read. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much, Brianna. Get comfy because it's a bit long, she says. There's several double entendres to put in there, but you know, I'm not going to do them. I'm better than that. Anyway, this is Brianna's story. A few years ago, I was on vacation in the UK and I love going on ghost walks, so I thought I would see what was on whilst I was around. The one that worked out best happened to be a ghost hunt event at Newsham Park Asylum. It was a six-hour nighttime event from 9pm until 3am. Basically, we arrive. They give you an overview of how the night will progress, and then you go to different parts of the building with different kinds of equipment, and you get a bit of a history whilst in each part of the building before you use the different equipment. To be brief as possible, I'll just tell you about the exciting things that happened. Near the beginning of the evening, we were split into two groups, because there were about 22 people including the team running the event. After calling out in the pitch black of the basement corridor for a while, we were given free time to use some of the equipment. The group I was in chose to continue using the Ouija board that we had been using previously and getting some responses. Whilst getting these responses, one of the ladies in my group had this feeling she was being watched from the end of the hall, near a doorway that was just past the staircase that goes back upstairs. So she turned and took a bunch of pictures in quick succession. And in the third picture, and only that picture, there is what looks like a little boy from the knees up. He was wearing what looked like an old school uniform and was really pale with sunken eyes, a little like the boy from The Omen, basically a classic Victorian-looking ghost. If I hadn't been there when she took the picture, I'd say it had to be fake. After a little tea break and a visit to the morgue, where nothing much happened but some people absolutely volunteered to climb in the body fridge, our group switched so that the group that had been in the basement went to the attic and vice versa. In the attic, being in the group that had used the Ouija board in the basement, we did some table tipping in what they call the Naughty Boys Corridor. When the boys misbehaved, they were locked in these small closets that lined the entire hall by the man who ran the orphanage. We had a shot glass and yes and no written on an old desk. All of the little closets were closed. While we were asking questions, someone asked, Is the man who did this to you still here? The shot glass moved to yes. Then one of the ladies on the side of the desk towards the end of the hall jumped because she felt something touching her back. As the corridor was pitch black with no flashlight on, no one could see anything so we disregarded it. Then someone asked, where is he? And the shot glass moved towards the door behind the lady who felt the touch on her back. So we turned on a flashlight and as it happened, what had touched her was the doorknob of the closet behind her, the door to which was previously closed. The last place we went was the schoolhouse. We all stood in a circle with just the moonlight that came through the windows. One of the event leaders went around with a recorder that also plays the audio back and stood in front of every person in the circle as we took turns calling out questions just to see if anyone might be listening. As everyone was in the same room, we knew for sure that no one was in the entrance, yet we could all hear a quiet rustling in the hall just outside the room we were in. After every person in the circle had asked whatever question they could think to ask, we listened back to the recording, and lo and behold, we caught two EVPs. 
one of the questions asked was, are there any orphan children in here? As we were in a building on Orphan Drive that used to be an orphanage, it seemed like a logical question. In the recording, you could hear what sounds like a little girl answer, yeah, in a half whisper. The second to last question was asked, if you're still here, what's your name? After which you can hear slightly more faint what sounded like it could be the same voice saying, Amy. Unfortunately, I don't have a copy of the picture that was taken and the second piece of audio was never shared by the hosts. However, I do have the clip of the first EVP. The audio of the whispered voice has been boosted in the audio program, so it may seem oddly loud, but it isn't fake. If you've made it this far, I hope this makes you consider checking out the ghostly goings-on just down the street from you. Thanks for reading, Brianna. In brackets, loyal since the days of the German midpoint. Close brackets. Well, you are going back somewhat, aren't you, Brianna? For those who don't know, the German midpoint is... We used to have a little rave back at the start of the show where we'd just basically play some German techno and have a bit of a dance in the middle of the show. It quickly became one of our probably more likely to be cancelled parts in cancel culture terms anyway, so we shelved it, sadly. But, you know, for those who know, Brianna, we still know what a German midpoint party sounds like and feels like... Anyway, let's address the elephant in the room... Why do we keep saying that? I must have watched something with it on. There is no elephants in the room. What I mean by that is, let's listen to this EVP. Are there any orphaned children present? There you go. So I love stuff like that. Um, I think that's dead good. Should we listen again? Here we go. Are there any orphaned children present? Pretty impressive, that really, isn't it? The more I listen to it, the more I'm like, that's a genuine EVP. So well done. Thank you, Brianna. I love it when people send me in, like, you know, proof, evidence, that sort of stuff. So that is an amazing get, as people say, in the field. Now, Nushin Park would be an amazing place to do. I'm not overly fond of the idea of going in there with 30 people or 20-odd people. So I might send them an email and just see what I can figure out with them. Yes. See if I can get in there for a Halloween special or similar. That would be good, wouldn't it? Mm. But thank you so much, Brianna. Um, And thank you for being a listener for ever so long, it would appear. German midpoint party. I'm not really going to do it. Don't worry. Okay. So now what we're going to do is we're going to have a Becker's Reddit corner. But it's a bit different because instead of us listening to a story from Reddit, we're still going to hear the dulcet tones of Becker. But what we're going to do is play a little snippet from our recent Patreon chat. Um, And yeah, I hope you like it. All will resume as normal next week. She will be back for Reddit Corner in Splendour. And yeah, this is a little snippet from our Patreon. Ladies and gentlemen, now it is time for Paranormal Reddit Corner with Becca. Here's one for you. Here's a good question for you. ER. ER. Here's a good question for you, he says himself. Um, says a man unburdened my honesty. Yeah, but is because I genuinely believe in these type of spirits more than I. Although I believe in all ghosts, I believe in these type of spirits more than some others. Right. And this is the sort of not necessarily a crisis apparition, but something which appears at the side, side at the time of death like that. So I've heard a, a PC, a police constable, tell a story. I've regaled it relatively recently, but for your benefit, I'll say it. Oh again. no, I've heard this. Well, where he was chasing the guy, the Joe Rider. Yeah, don't be telling me. Okay, again, and then the Joe Rider slammed on his, ran out of the car, slammed his hands on the bonnet, and then just ran off and he chased him. And when they come back, he was dead at the wheel. Yes. Um, what's your thoughts on them being more likely a ghost than standard ghosts? 
Um, possibly more likely than yeah. And here's why. Um, it's, as we know, energy cannot be created or destroyed. Mm. And if the idea, you know, if you have a lot of energy in your body, a lot of electrical impulses running around, and there is kind of something that keeps you alive, then I suppose if you die, it's possible that, that might leave, yeah. But then it wouldn't look like you, and it certainly wouldn't be wearing the clothes that you've just been wearing. Yeah, well. So, so um, it, we thought that we had episode number five in Becca's Haunting yesterday, didn't we? Yeah, in fairness, this one, I freaked. So I was sat on the couch. Did you say it? Did you freak in, in the knowledge of the previous four? No, no, I just freaked like as independently. It was. But I, yeah, because right. I but I was thinking this will be a hard one for me to wear to, to justify this. Yeah, um, so I'm sat on the couch, which is against the wall where the big window is in the living room. The front I, window, yeah, yeah, the front window, and I'm facing the TV. Um, and it was late last night, and you were upstairs. I all of a sudden I heard. This like noise behind me, like something touching the wall on the radiator, like a a banging or a tapping, not a banging, more like a tapping, just like a just a noise, like mm. an indistinct noise behind me, clear as day, like proper, like there's something there. So I'm like, um, so we turn around and I'm like the blinds are closed and I'm like looking through the blinds, like what the actual f is this? Um, and I'm thinking if where is the cat? Because if the cat's if I see the cat in the kitchen now. I'm going to freak, like, because it means mm. something here. So I'm having a look, and I can't see anything. So I'm looking down onto the floor, can't see anything. Get the torch, look down, little kitten. Naughty kitten playing with something at the back of the couch, <laughs> hitting the wall and the radiator and stuff with a paw playing with something. I was like, Jesus, tonight. So it's interesting, though, isn't it? I mean, we've, I've done, as you know, I've done some research, and we are officially built on the grounds either of an orphanage or a church. Uh-huh. And that's official, can't be denied. Yeah. Um, but you know when I know something really scared last night, you know when I said I had a nightmare mm. and I was like really scared and then I woke up and So is genuinely what happened last night. I went to bed pretty late. I went to bed about maybe quarter to two. Mm-hmm. And then I watched a bit of wrestling because there was a live wrestling event on. Yeah. So I watched some of that for about half an hour in bed. Mm-hmm. And then I couldn't get to sleep. And I kept and it must have been because I've done the research. But I kept seeing this vision of a of a young boy. Mm. Right? Like proper intense face. Mm. But then I, I was rationalising it in myself in my head, saying, no, because if we're built on anything, we're on the female church. Uh, sorry, the female asylum, not the, the boys' asylum, the male asylum. Or the infant's asylum, we're not on either, we're on the female. So it would be like... I thought it was an orphanage, not an asylum. It's an orphanage asylum, that's what they call it. But it's... Right. It, it's, you know, it's an orphanage, basically. But, so therefore, it would, one, it should have been a female, and two, it should have been like a female between the ages of like 12 and 16. Right. As opposed to an infant. But it was an infant boy... Um, really intense look on his face and it just really freaked me out and then I dropped off and I woke up thinking the bed was shaking um, but then I heard the cat snoring so I thought no the cat would have woke up if the bed was shaking mm. and then I had a, like a really weird poltergeist dream that I was you know the cat's stick with the well there's a stick that yeah that thing there yeah, it's like a black like plastic a stick with a, a string off the end that I was poking that into midair right yeah. And then put it into mid and let go, and it stayed there because something had a grip in it. And then it started prodding back at me, right. and I was freaking out. Um, and I woke myself up loads of times and just snuggled right into you, although it was dead hot. Mm. But yeah, and so it was, I had a really scary night last night. It was only when it got light and the light started to come through the windows that I could fall back asleep. See, this is why I don't like you 
you're doing research like this and it's definitely why I'm not happy with you doing any kind of Ouija board or anything because you really scare yourself. Yeah, do you? And then, I, like, I need you to be comfortable in the house that we live in. <laughs> Actually, that's just the thing. I am totally comfortable in this house. But and you're not going to be if you keep trying to look for yeah, things but, to scare yourself with. But the thing with. is, my point is, even though, yes, arguably I do look for things to scare myself with, I've experienced nothing in this house that I would say was even slightly scary. Mm. You have. That's what's Why fascinating. Why Because nothing felt scary about it. They were all just things, just all just normal things. That you've reported to me as not being normal. Yeah. Well, no, it's not. I've not. I've reported to you as not being normal. I've. I've reported to you like as something normal that happened. <laughs> yeah, you that right? You have. Yeah. I have. Yeah. Listen, someone's trying to get into the bedroom, and that's the one you can't explain, isn't it? No, that's easily explainable. It's the one that that I was that freaked me out the most. How's it explainable? Well, it could have been anything. Like, there's a million things could hit that window outside. It could have been anything. Could have been a tree. Could have been a bird. Could have been absolutely anything. Okay. But because I thought it was a person trying to get into the house, that is one that scared me at the time. Okay. Here's a story culture. Well, there you go, guys. A little snippet into the world of the conversations that take place over on Patreon. We then talk about other stuff from this week's 40, or this month's 14 Times magazine. If that's your bag, go over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. And in the meantime, and in between time, take care of yourselves and each other. And I'll speak to you next Monday for yet more talking about ghosts with me, Kevin. I'm off to listen to some German techno music. I'm not really. So stay safe. Tatty bye. <laughs>